It takes money. Divorce is hardest on the nieces and nephews. No, I'm just That accident knocked some sense into me and now I realise how dumb we are. <laughs> I was going to be bisexual, but you know what? <laughs> now I've seen how heartless men can yeah, be. Yeah, women it's only the way. from this day out. <laughs> yeah, jeets. She gave me some things. Way Sebo. Way Sebo. Queen Radio. It's in ramblings. So this is a fun bottle. I'll take a photo of it for the gallery. But it's pretty great. I'm all about water bottles for starters. But secondly... I'm all about water bottles. <laughs> yeah, if, if you were... What a put hobby. that on my uh, gravestone. What do you call it? Epi- yeah, yeah. Uh, is it headstone? Headstone. Yeah. Put that on my headstone. Told you I've had a concussion. And this one is a nice glass one. And it says on it, save our oceans, which is nice. But it's also good that it comes with like a little sleeve mm-hmm. that you can put over it when you don't want to be preachy. Always handy. Or what you could do is get multiple sleeves. Once For different causes? Yeah. <laughs> once the oceans have been sufficiently saved. Yeah. It's like, oh, uh, I was just thinking not even that, just wherever I want to fit in. Well, that's true as like well. Like I can get like a neo-Nazi one to so, go over when I'm undercover <laughs> and then I'll pull it off and be like, suckers, I want to save the oceans. Yeah. So this one, the default will be going, yeah. you know, when you're at your Greenpeace rallies and right. whatnot. Well, I am pro save our oceans. I was just more thinking I'm undercover. Yeah, but then, you know, you, uh, you're you in Brazil or something. You're like, oh, save the Amazon. And it's like, just, you know, <laughs> you can get the one for every country. Like, that for every cause, at least. As much sense. Because at least, like, water bottles are polluting the ocean, right? Like, I think that is supposed to be the link. Like, plastic ones are going in the sea. Oh, I see. Which is bad. Yeah, I didn't put that together. Oh, right. Okay, I was going to say, like, you know, I support pride, but it wouldn't make as much sense to be like, you know, save pride parades. Because what are water bottles going to do? <laughs> It's not safe pride parades. <laughs> <laughs> it's not every cause is to be saved. Okay, yeah. fair enough. I'm specific- not saying it doesn't need workshopping. Specifically the parades. I think they're fine. <laughs> okay. They're not in danger. Well, that's good. I enjoy them. <laughs> What's up, everybody? This is Ben. And this is Vicky. And this is episode 187 of Insane Ramblings. A very cordial episode. But it is a tricksy bottle, Ben. Okay, why? As you may have noticed the other day, I was sitting on your bed sipping the water. I was like, oh my gosh, whatever my boyfriend's done to this water is made it delicious. Yeah. Pull off the cover. Cordial. What did you think he had done? I don't know. I thought he'd, I was like, is he, he had, put like, peaches bl- in he, this? It reminds me of when we went to um, uh, Japan. Yeah. In the, the maid cafe. They yeah. They like blessed our food <laughs> with a little spell. We had to yeah, like play love basically. It, love it. Yeah, we had to play a game with these like young Japanese girls that would make like weird hand signals over my spaghetti in order, I guess, to make it more delicious for some reason or just maybe more fun. Bless it with love? Yeah. Wasn't it meant to like be made with love? No idea. I do not speak Japanese. So (laughs) I was just like, I guess I'm going to go along with this. Maybe it's the same thing. Like, what did my boyfriend do? Oh, he obviously performed this kind of ritual. Also, he's a high priest. Yeah. (laughs) He's uh, got the secret to turning water into Sprite. (laughs) I wish he does. We we have a soda stream. Oh, yeah. See, (laughs) that's halfway there. (laughs) Right? Uh, No, I was just like, oh, my gosh, has he put, like, peaches in this or something? It's delicious. Um, Yeah, took the cover off and it was cordial. So (laughs) Yeah, it's it's an easy uh, trick, I guess, to make water more delicious. (laughs) Is it? Well, I mean, it's not a secret. Oh, no, no. I didn't think cordial was a secret. If you're like, oh, how did you do it? And like, no, I just 
mixed it with cordial. It's right. basically Wait, sugar that? and slow down. And flavor two oh seven. Taking notes here. Yeah. Are you a cordial guy? What does that mean? Are you a cordial guy? So, <laughs> Moreover. I've never liked cordial. Really? really? Yeah. I associate it How with How can you not like cordial? It's so weird. Maybe it's, it's just like I don't like sugar. It's not though. It is. It's a base ingredient to life. Maybe because a lot of things about a junior school <laughs> scarred me for life. Yeah. yeah. And okay. And the cordial might have uh, been part of that mm-hmm. because every day, like my mum worked at the school. Right. And so <laughs> she always had to attend meetings and like, you know, staff meetings after school. Right. Or she'd just be yakking it up with the other teachers for four hours and yeah. <laughs> just be like... I could pick up my son, <laughs> but this is way more fun and entertaining. So four hours. Well, maybe okay. I'm, you know, Jeez. it's a bit of a hyperbole. That is really like imagine like <laughs> like three fifteen to seven fifteen, just <laughs> chatting away with your colleagues. Well, okay, obviously that's not the case because after school care closed at six, no, so she had a, right. she had a cut off. <laughs> but I would say routinely. Yeah, I an was hour? there till like five thirty. Jeez, just when she's like having yucks. Well, who knows? That's it's ages. Just, That's like two and a half hours after school. Two hours, but yeah, it's That's a long a time. That's a lot of talking. Did your school finish at three thirty? Women sucker? be talking. <laughs> three three forty, I think it was for Are most you? of my school. sucker. Mine finished at three. Really? Yeah. What kind of shitty school did you go to? No, like, it was we, for smart people. Like, I was efficient. Yeah, I've learned everything you, there is to learn by three. You can get let out <laughs> That's early. Right. That's right. It was a school for really efficient people. I was like, fuck this. What do I need the extra half hour for? I've learned everything. <laughs> let me out. No, we, we were trapped there till at least 3.40. And they would like shift that around a little bit as well. What do you like, mean? Well, They're just like, surprise, school goes till four today. No, it was 3.45 oh. though. Like not not today, but like this year. Now the school day ends at 3.45. Why do you know this? Because I went to the same school for like a decade. What are you talking about? Oh, each year. I thought you meant like this year, specifically like 2019. I don't know what time they get out (laughs) now. No, I was thinking you were like Billy Madisoning it. (laughs) Yeah, no, I had to suffer. Let's see how much these guys do. (laughs) Just in case I want to go back. 3.45? No No way. way. I'm a 3.40 man through and through. (laughs) Got a 3.40 bladder. Yeah. Do you notice at 3.40 you get kind of antsy to go home? When I started full-time work for the first time... I was antsy to go home at 9.15. Well, I was like, well, we're pretty much done here, aren't we? Yeah, but like certainly you hit a wall when it's like, oh, shit, I still got an hour and a half of this to go. <laughs> like that was a long hour what? and a half for at least the first It does months. seem excessively long each day. Oh, I, I heard a thing about, maybe it was like Switzerland or Sweden, one of those right. you know, European countries that seem to have got this stuff right. They were experimenting with a six-hour workday. That feels like plenty to me. I could definitely get everything done in six hours. <laughs> yeah, right? And Because I reckon the incentive of like, all right, this is your deadline by the end of the day. Mm. Like a lot of people are working towards that deadline. So it's like, all right, well, this is how much work I've got to do today. That means I can fuck around for this much in between doing the actual work. Well, someone just said to me, you can go home when it's done. That would be living the dream. Yeah, I agree. That would be awesome. As long as it's not like some never-ending project. If you've got like... that would be the worst. (laughs) You have to rebuild the Great Wall of China. Yeah. Fuck. Then you can go home when it's done, though. Yeah, great This is what you asked for. You wanted this. (laughs) Fuck. Yeah, no, as long as it's within reason. I also appreciate, like, you hear stories about 
the early days of Atari. Yeah. And they ran that company like Mad Men. <laughs> but one thing that they did do is they got um, essentially like homeless people off the streets. Yeah. And they said, all right, we need basically just manual labor. Yeah. You can come in drunk or high or stoned or late, whatever you want. All you have to do is make this many arcade machines a day. Right. And, and you will stay employed. And you'll get your paycheck. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I can appreciate that. Now, if you're their co-workers, I don't necessarily no, want yeah, to... Yeah, that is the downside. Yeah. Like, were they working in tiny cubicles when no one was near you? Well, it sounds like they were working with a lot of other, you know, dropouts. So, it's probably not going to put them off too much. No. If someone comes in drunk, it's like, oh, well, I'm already wasted myself. So, <laughs> I don't need notice. Yeah, this is just more about the party. Right. But I mean, that sounds super fun. Yeah, like if you're in on the party, sure. Yeah, that's true. But I don't want to have to keep up a alcoholic problem just to fit in with my coworkers. Yeah, this is true. So, you know, there's... So how does this relate to you not liking cordial, sorry? <laughs> <laughs> Forget where we start sometimes. Yeah. So I was left at school for... Left at school, please. Well, wow. You say that, wow. but by the time I had got to maybe like fifth grade, yeah. I was like, screw this. I'm, I'm walking home. Yeah. And I just started signing myself out. So I would, <laughs> oh my gosh. I would go. Your regular like Huckleberry Finn. Pretty much. <laughs> I mean, they didn't seem to mind as long as there's a signature on the page, even if it's the person <laughs> whose name is. Did you? No one said anything? But they, they seem to be fine with it. Oh, wow, it's like one less, we're still getting paid and one less kid to look after. All right. So. The 90s were a fun time. You don't think you can get away with that these Surely days? not. A child. You're like 11, signing yourself out. Well, it's not like my mum ran up to the school the next day going, where's my kid? <laughs> like, if she had her kicked up a fuss, then... Well, they'd... yeah, I feel like day one was the riskiest, but still, I don't think that would fly. Yeah, I, I reckon I felt like a king that day. I'm yeah. like, oh my God, I could have been doing this all along. <laughs> like, they probably wouldn't have let me do that as like a fourth grader. No. But as a fifth grader, you're basically... That's almost as old like you've only got fifth and sixth grade and then you're out of after school care forever yeah i feel like year seven's when it can start though no but then you don't have after school care no that's what i'm saying that's when you get you're the master of your own ship yeah i can say that but uh for whatever reason they allowed me to go at year five right so i'd sign myself out i'd walk half an hour home and what a what through a, snow while uh rattlesnakes danced at your heels yeah, uphill the whole it actually way. was uphill but <laughs> I would check out after I already had my after school get snack that they provided. <laughs> so I would, I'd make sure. So to like, s- I'll have the cheese and crackers. Thank you. Yes, juice will be fine. Yeah. I shall now leave. I would, <clears throat> I would sign in, right. have the crackers and biscuits and uh, then get the fuck out of there. <laughs> and, but you say juice would be fine. I would have loved juice. All they had <laughs> With <laughs> shitty watered down cordial. Is it because of the, how much it was watered down that's put you off cordial? <sighs> that's part of it. Yeah, because that sounds like church cordial, which if anyone grew up churchy, they've just shivered across the world. Because church cordial is always the worst. Uh, yeah, well, it's just like, I guess the It's trying- basically water that was transported in a truck where cordial was transported previously. Yeah. That's like... <laughs> Somehow, (laughs) they just cross their fingers that maybe the residue of cordial somehow made its way into the water. Pretty much. Or like, you know how they're like, oh, you know, we've made this gin in like 
aged wine barrels. Can't yeah. you taste the difference? Right. It's that's the oaky goodness <laughs> yeah, that's right. of the cordial world. Yeah, exactly. It basically is. Yeah, it is. It's, you know, the fruity undertone. Like a sommelier might be able to like detect it. But other than them, there was no fruity overtone. <laughs> yeah, someone was like, mm, yes, this tastes like a very fresh tap with undertones <laughs> of a, a delightful, playful peach. <laughs> Whatever the reason, I feel like the weakness of the cordial was definitely part of it. But even when I go to, you know, when I went to a friend's house at that age, if all they served was cordial, I was Mm going to be disappointed. I prefer like milk or juice. And this is how we got into the scenario where I talked about like many podcasts ago, I went to my friend's house and I was, according to the father, (laughs) drinking way too much orange juice. Right. Because it's just for breakfast. Yeah. They're like, we we usually have that for breakfast. Here's your cordial, Ben. (laughs) And forevermore, I spite him and give juice freely to anyone who shall ask for it. Wow. I feel like you need to start a charity that, like, you know how there's, like, soup kitchens? Yeah. You all have, like, juice vans. I mean, I'm not made of money. The, well, if you become made of... Like, if you become oh, a yeah. gajillionaire... Right, if I'm the Zuckerberg of Australia. Right, just have, like, free juice vans that roam the streets handing out, like, cups of orange juice. I would do it. <laughs> and if people, if someone comes up and asks for cordial, I'd say, get the fuck away from my van. <laughs> don't come back until you've thought about what you've done. It's the shittier version of yeah, juice. <laughs> I'm giving you liquid gold here. That's right. And you want gold plated. Yeah. <laughs> Is that why you hate cordial? Because of him. So I think that's part of it. I think also I've talked about anything that kids touch is gross. Yes, agreed. And so. Including kids. Yeah. <laughs> And so this started in kindergarten when we had to cut up fruit for like, you know, it was on rotation, like maybe once a month or something, your group would get scheduled to cut up the fruit. Wow. You went to a private school as well. I went to state school and like our staff at least did that. But I think they were trying to teach us the responsibilities of using knives. Yeah, they don't teach you that in the public system. Well, I wish they didn't (laughs) teach us that because now every time I look at a sliced pear, I just imagine some four-year-old kid's (laughs) snot all over it. So I'm never like eating pre-sliced fruit in the rest of my life since like these feelings go away. Oh God, I hope so. It's been 27 years. (laughs) If it's going to go away, hurry the fuck up. I was at a a one-year-old's birthday party recently and the (laughs) one-year-old tried to blow out the cake and like slob it all over it with that you know their slobbery blowing out yeah why are we doing this we and should I give them like, a fake cake indeed yeah. right i was like one of maybe 10 people who weren't parents in mm-hmm. the party and no one was concerned about eating the cake they're like yeah that's life with kids not even the uh, other non-parented there was guests. probably less than 10 i'd say there's probably four of us that, that weren't parents that's a lot for a, a kid's birth a one-year-old party like he's not gonna remember it no yeah, so to have at least a dozen guests to your party. I feel like it's more for the parents, isn't it? Oh, it was two-year-old. Sorry, two-year-old. Oh, that makes all the difference. Right? <laughs> well, my, my first memory is from my two-year-old birthday. So, And were you like, I'm disappointed in the number of guests? <laughs> I was. <laughs> I no, thought there'd be more. <laughs> I think it was actually a pretty good turnout, not, okay. to, not to brag or anything. I just thought maybe you were like, this has brought up a deep memory where you're like, you're right. <laughs> Like you did show yeah, up. That mom, could have really scarred him. For my third birthday, I demand you work harder to make <laughs> some new friends. Right. I'm obviously too young to really be socializing. It's hard to yeah. make friends at my age. I'm, I'm as soon as, essentially in the house yeah, all day. As soon as I have the ability, I'm out and about just 
I'm getting people, people in. <laughs> but really. But until then, this is on you and you're not pulling your weight. You literally won't let me yeah. leave the house. This is my first memory. My second memory better be Ben is the most popular kid on the block. Right. Because right now I'm starting life off on a disappointing down. note. And that's why you ultimately became an introvert. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, fuck it. If you don't want to make friends for me, I'm not making any friends either. I'm just going to lock myself in a room. Huddy's a pain. Rant about it on the internet. That's right. Anyway, so your first memory? Oh, I think I might have even told this before, but it was at my second birthday party in uh, my grandparents' house in Canada. Mm. And I guess I got a chair. Me and my sister got each a chair oh, for yeah. our birthday. Yeah, I don't know if you've told the podcast, but I've heard this story. And a girl yeah. called Caroline, who was a few years <laughs> older than me, kept sitting in my chair. And uh, I wanted to like both enjoy the party and <laughs> sit in the chair. And it was quite hard because every time... She would get up and I would sit down and be like, oh, what the fuck am I doing? I'm like... <laughs> I'm stuck in my chair. Yeah, I'm going to hang out with people. Yeah, I can't enjoy the party sitting down in a chair. So then <laughs> I'd get up I and... I get up, yeah, she'll sit in my chair. swoop in. <laughs> and I feel like that dynamic... It's <laughs> never truly left you. Well, like right now at the uh, at the gym, yeah. it's basically the same thing. There's like a treadmill. Yeah. And uh, like if I know someone's coming... Because I want to use, like, at the end of my workout, I like to do, like, 10 minutes on the treadmill. Yeah. You usually do a run, like, a cool-down run. Yeah. And if I knew, I was like, if I could have, like, a 30-second warning that someone was coming, I'd, like, jump on the treadmill right. and just, like, block them. Because they'll be on there for, like, half an hour. Maybe just, you should, like, lock the door or something so they have to fumble with it slightly to give you enough time. <laughs> it's not a bad plan. But uh, what always happens is I'll be doing the rest of my routine. The place, okay, wait, sorry. Yeah. Do the bucket on the door trick. So what? When it when they open it, it falls on their head and, <laughs> and slows them down slightly. I was thinking water, but yeah, okay. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's a sliding door, so uh, it's not going to work. Okay, yeah, but I'll work. I like this. the outside the box thinking. Thank you. Um, or inside the bucket thinking. Touche. Yeah. So what invariably happens is I'll be in there for like forty minutes doing my yeah. workout. And no then, one's there. Yeah. And then in the last like two minutes before I'm about to jump on the treadmill, like the whole All place. All the treadmills are filled. Yeah. yeah. The whole place <laughs> fills up and it's like, sorry, Ben, no more treadmills. And by the way, we're all running a 10 kilometer marathon <laughs> yeah, right now. Together. Yeah. You, uh, you might not have realized, but this is, yeah, the marathon hour and when everyone who's doing 42 kilometers comes in together. Yeah. Do you remember the feeling of wanting the chair and wanting the party? That's like, do you all, remember it being you? Uh, I mean, as much as... You can remember right. it. And how did it feel? Well, frustrating, I guess. <laughs> no, like do, you, like, do you remember the desire for both? Like, do you remember thinking, like, I yeah. can't sit here? Like, no, I, think I, I, I think I conveyed it pretty accurately. <laughs> is that what you... Th you actually remember thinking, I can't enjoy the party from here, but if I get up... Well, I probably wasn't cognizant of both those things right. at the same time. I'd be like, oh, yes, the chair's <laughs> free. And then, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> this is boring sitting on a chair. <laughs> And then I'd get up and then it would be stolen from right out onto me. And now it's a metaphor for life, basically. Why didn't you move the chair to the party? It was in the party, but like there's only so much you can do from a chair. But it's your party. What do you mean? Like it was outside in the garden. Yeah. There's a chair there. Yeah. You sit in it and people talk to you. What well, did you want to do? I'm not like... I'm two years old. I don't want to have a sit-down conversation with the adults at the party. Well, I guess it's I not really like a metaphor around. for your life then. All you do is sit in a chair and talk. The the moral is you can't have both the chair, <laughs> the chair and, and eat it too. Yes, thank you. <laughs> okay. 
Um, so anyway, I I don't like juice. I mean, I don't like cordial. You love juice. I do like juice. I don't like the cordial because not only did Brett Riley's dad <laughs> oh, me, named in shame. <laughs> uh, bar I feel like you're gonna have to beep that out. Too scandalous. Yeah, that's a big, that's a strong accusation. I mean, is he even still alive? <laughs> as far as I know. <laughs> Yes, admittedly he didn't give me all the juice that I desired But also Some would say good parenting, but okay And after school care, it was the other kids There was a group of them making the biscuits and the cordial And, uh, you know, it's just like It should be like a sugar fest Why was it so weak if other children were making it? I guess it was like overseen by some kind of cordial Mrs. Truncheon, I'm kind of imagining Like she probably... Like, this is, you know, outside of my recollection. But what I would imagine is that there's, like, 30 cups of, like, a centimetre of cordial. Right. And then oh, the, the kids have to, like, top it up. Them. Yeah. Okay. That's probably what happens so we don't go crazy just making it, like, you know, 90% cordial. <laughs> as we would be known to do. Yes. Yeah. But, uh, why? Are you a cordial girl? Is that what we're getting uh, at? No, I just want to hear the end. So... What, the other children made it gross? How? They were pouring water into cups. How do you screw that up? Because kids are gross. (laughs) It's like you touch the cup for half a second. You don't even need to touch it. Just get in the vicinity of these cups and you've tainted it with, like, I don't know, like you're saying, the kid was blowing out the candles and now all of a sudden the cake is caked in their their phlegm and saliva. And it's two-year-old saliva. That's the worst kind of saliva. Oh, gross. So imagine it's like, oh, kids are, you know... If you have one adjective to describe kids of that age, it's gross. sticky. Yeah, Why gross. are they always so goddamn <laughs> sticky? I don't know, but they are. And this is what I was putting up with. Okay. It's like I would do it for... Maybe it was the cordial that made them sticky. Probably, but either way, cause and effect, I wasn't a fan. And so, yes, I would put up with it, some jam on a salada. It was good enough that I guess... I could repress the fact. <laughs> Salada. Well, this is what Again, we... like private school does not sound very fun. You're acting like you had lasagna at after school care. Essentially. Or what did you get? We had fruit and crackers and dip. Yeah, we didn't have dip. But Nay, again... salmon dip. One time. <laughs> well, that is weirdly fancy. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I remember it being the best. <laughs> uh, sorry. Um, <laughs> the salmon dip yeah. is empty. Can you bring yeah. out my uh, caviar. my caviar? Yeah, yeah. black. Followed bl- by the truffles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, sh- yes, shave some of that truffle on my beluga caviar, please. <laughs> I, uh, only the best for my, me as a yet three student. I remember the salmon dip and I loved it. Well, I didn't have that a sophisticated palate either. So <laughs> well, I probably would have... The salmon dip. It was awesome. All right. Well, I'm glad you. You would have been wrong to do so. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, you can see why I was checking myself out of after school care when you. Well, you can see why I was hanging around. They had Carmen San Diego and salmon dip. No, we had like. See, I was. I went to after school care in the mid 90s. The computers and the games that they had were somehow from like the 80s. Oh, ours were the best. We had a PS1 in before scare. Yes, before scare, as I called school. Before scare and after scare. <laughs> I would have stuck around for a PS1. <laughs> yeah, we, we had Crash Bandicoot. We had a BBC Acorn. <laughs> I don't know what that is. That is the appropriate response. <laughs> it sounds like an old, like really bad David Attenborough show. The Acorn. <laughs> <laughs> to form the mighty Yeah, oak. well, this, this is such an obscure computer 
that even years later, I was like just reminiscing about it. Right. I built my arcade machine. I think like I built one. Yeah, I built one from scratch. No, I built an arcade machine which has got basically every game from my childhood on it that I played at friends' houses yeah. or just any like notable arcade game, that kind of thing. And I was like, what was that computer? Because I there was a couple of games that like admittedly they don't right. stack up now. But I'm like, I just want to see what that was like. And it took so much Googling to even understand, <laughs> to even get to the bottom of what this thing was called, because it's just like, it doesn't exist we outside of our computer. Eventually we got Macs, but it took a long time. Oh, yeah, was... we had iMacs as of grade four. Okay. But before that, we had like the white Macs. Yeah, that might have been by the time that I was walking myself home. <laughs> See, I feel we were a school of the future. That was our tag. Like, there was a, a government project. Was it really? It was yeah. called the school of the future? Yeah, there was a government so project. Lame. No, no, that wasn't the name of the school. But there was a government co- project for schools of the future and it was a pilot program to, like, trial stuff like computers and see yeah. how it went. And it was the best. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> I went to the future and it was awesome and the food was great. So, one- so in the future, I thought... I would have fun computer games to play all day and yeah. other people would be making my food and look how disappointing the future has turned out to be. I think you've got just that. You come over here and play my video games every week and we order Uber Eats. <laughs> I mean, I think that's exactly this, I, what you're describing. Well, then I was ready for the future yeah, in a they, way that you weren't. They were very prescient. Yeah, they were. You, they were like, you won't need to know how to use knives. <laughs> <laughs> it's far more important you know how to play Jack and Jill. No, not Jack and Jill. Be- Jack and the Beanstalk on an Apple computer. Those are the kind of skills you'll need in the future. Not using a damn knife. So getting back to this uh, two-year-old's birthday party. Right. Did you eat the cake? Yeah. And was it... It was fine. But you were just surprised that no one was like, hey, maybe we should not let a kid slobber all over Well, this. yeah, I said that to one of the parents, not of the child, another parent. And they were like, yeah, you get used to it. And I was like, oh, all right. No, I kind of understand. You get used to it with your own kid because you have right. to take care of it. You have to bathe. But and- also, like, they're half your DNA and assumedly half your partner's. Yeah. So all of that DNA has been in your body. That's a weird way to think about <laughs> it, but sure. <laughs> There's nothing they can come up with that your body hasn't had thrown in it before. See... I don't know about you, but we learned about DNA at our private school <laughs> and that's not how it works. That's exactly how it works. This was in the extra half an hour of school. Oh, yeah, we I can got. see that. Yeah. We, yeah, another thing about my state school, we had sex ed in year two. And seemingly they made it up on the whim. <laughs> they did. They said, let your children spit on you. Yeah. It'll be fine from a DNA <laughs> point of view. No surprises. <laughs> no, I grew that child. What did they teach you in year two at sex ed? The names of your bits? Did, as if and where babies know, came from. As if you don't already know that. I don't remember. Because I feel like I, we started sex ed in year four. Yeah. And Late bloomers? Because well, you weren't in the future. <laughs> the future was sex, computers, and salmon dip. <laughs> we say late bloomer, but I distinctly, very, I distinctly remember already knowing exactly right. what they had Blooming told us. Early. But I also remember them being like way too vague about the way they describe things. So No, like, they were like, this is your penis. This is your vulva. It was very direct. Yeah, we didn't get any of that. It was yeah. all like sperm and egg. Oh, no. And it didn't like go into the mechanics of like 
where the fuck a sperm comes oh, from. Oh, no, we got all of that. There was a book. Was and the baby looked like it was pushing itself out. It was horrifying. Mm. Oh, was it like that? Where did I come from type yeah. stuff? Yeah, we, we got them maybe year five. but Yeah, year two, we were where did I come from. I feel like year four was just them going, uh, yeah, we've taught them. Like just so we can say that we taught them that. Right. But they did it in such a roundabout way that no one really <laughs> learned it. anything. Well, I was such a dumb kid that I'd never really wondered where I came from. How's that possible? I don't know. I was just like, doesn't matter. Here I am. But you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't important, I guess. You're like, the world is fabulous now that I'm in it. Yeah. And that's all like, that matters. Here I am. This is me. <laughs> doesn't matter. I just appeared. Yeah. I never really wondered about it. I was like, yeah, your mum and your dad and me. Here we are. Really? So you never even asked your parent and they tried to like nah. avoid the topic. Unless I've forgotten. I mean, I have had recent head trauma, but no, I don't ever remember wondering or asking where I came from. I don't know whether that's a, a very evolved or no, I think ignorant it was really position. Dumb, dumb. Yeah. <laughs> I was a dumb kid. I didn't care. I wonder. <laughs> I mean, kids are self-centered anyway. Yeah. Like you feel that you're the center of the universe, but that's really taking it to the next level. Like not even <laughs> considering. Like obviously, the universe didn't exist before yeah. I came along. Like the thing about humans is that we can ponder our own existence. <laughs> that's what separates us from yeah, the animals. I guess some of us are yeah. not as separate from the animals as we thought. I'm the fucking missing link. Evidently. Yeah. yeah, apparently I didn't take it hard either. I was like, oh, okay. When you finally did learn. Yeah. You're like, yeah, that makes sense. I think that was my reaction as well because it made sense to me like, oh, this is why people have been avoiding the topic. Right. Because it's like, I guess, a little salacious. <laughs> Did you say that at the time? I probably like, did. I can once. appreciate why you've uh, been round about about this, mum. It is quite yeah. salacious. Maybe I did once I learned the word six years later. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. it's what? It'll come to me. This is then... some risque stuff, mum. Yeah. <laughs> see why you avoided it. Yeah, I was uh, I was very um, pretentious for a yeah. year four student. Did we get to the bottom of the cordial thing? Is that no? I feel like we didn't because my friends went to the same primary school as you while I was in the future, and um, there was apparently I think you've forgotten some of your cordial trauma. Really? So apparently there was a particular teacher who had a big vat of cordial at PE. Well, that's like the whole sports thing. Like you see at American football games, they'll tip out the... the Gatorade. The, yeah, over the coach and it's just in like a big barrel. Yeah, we don't have that in the future. Well, what do you do? We didn't have sports. <laughs> we <laughs> sat it. beyond sports. Right. We know that each game, we just do the mental calculations. And, <laughs> and uh, know who would win. Yeah, it's like yes. you would have won. Congratulations. We shake hands and that's move right. on. We just saved ourselves 90 minutes <laughs> of humiliation. <laughs> of joy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, you know, those calculations where it's like, you know, Rocky, 100 kilos. Yeah. It's got yeah, it's 80. Like everyone just inputs their data yeah. into a computer system. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like, oh, it looks like uh, Vicky, you would have been picked last and you would have scored no points. <laughs> and then the other children mock me. Yeah. Like, let's just get to the important <laughs> yeah. bits. Let's get to the mocking and the popularity. <laughs> yeah. No, we did have sport. Um, we didn't have that. But anyway, apparently... <laughs> What? No, I do like this sport of the future. It's efficient. <laughs> it is very efficient. That's why we could finish at yeah, three. Yeah, I guess so. PE only took like <laughs> 10 minutes. 
Anyway, so primary school. Yeah, apparently in your primary school they had a big vat that was kind of unprotected and out in the elements. Okay. So my friend, who you have obviously forgotten this cordial trauma, but she's traumatised by this cordial because it would end up with like flies and bits of nature in it and hot and you still had to drink it. I do remember. I don't, I don't remember <laughs> specifically like looking into the vat and seeing gross shit in there. But one time, like we had swimming carnival yeah. once or twice a year, and I do remember seeing like you know you do your race and then there's a big table of cordial to I guess rehydrate after your swim. Yeah. And I remember there was one of the cups had like a massive blowfly in it. Yes. And so obviously you look down, you pick a cup, and you're like, well, I guess I'm not picking that one. Then yeah. I remember having like essentially back-to-back races. And so I came back and when I went to grab my second <laughs> cup, I just like downed it without thinking. Right. And then I looked, uh. and then I looked down like I didn't, I didn't feel myself like swallow a fly. <laughs> but when I looked down, there's no fly <laughs> there. Uh. And so I'm like, well, forevermore. Like I'm like, I wonder, did, I, the raven. Yeah, did I just follow that? Because <laughs> it was a big ass fly. Like, I don't know how. I would have. Did I not get the fly one? Was the fly one gone? Was the fly removed? Did I drink the fly? Well, I mean, like, okay, you say if you think our teacher probably came past and like tipped that one out, right? But if they were gonna do that, surely they would have done that in the minutes leading up to my first race when everyone's like, "Hey, don't drink the fly one." <laughs> well, what happened is this. So this might slot into your so memory now. Yeah, if we're if we're basically doing therapy today, no. there's many reasons why I hate cordial. I think this is a sliding doors moment where I can finally like lock in the piece of the puzzle that's missing for you, like okay. moment, memento. Yeah. Because my friend's story is that she went to drink a cup and it had a fly in it. Yeah. And the teacher was like, oh, no, don't worry about that. You can still have it. And just flicked the fly out and made her drink that's it. That's not reassuring. <laughs> what do you mean you can still have it? It's not like, oh, yeah, it became illegal to drink this fly water. <laughs> I think that's where it went. You don't need to worry anymore. Another child drank I can only hope. <laughs> and that child is my friend who had to drink the fly water. Well, she didn't have to. Yes, she did. She, she, she was like, no, I'm good. And she's like, no, no, drink it. Drink up, little <laughs> yeah, girl. Drink the fly water. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> she like took a zipped open her head and it was a fly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is with, why is it PE teachers that all this, this shit? Like, are all high school, no, just school Primary PE school. teachers yeah. in general psychopaths? Because it really feels like, like Yes, it. I think they must be. Because it goes beyond, like, a love of sports. Not like children, I want to teach you the joy there is in physical activity. Well, it's got They're a, like, drink flies and run until you vomit. Yeah, it's like, I really just want to see how far I can push these kids before uh, it breaks them, really. <laughs> That's got to be the, the main desire. I mean, the more I think about it, PE was never like, oh, yeah, I want to show you that physical activity is good for you and that you should enjoy it. It was always like be pushed to your limits for an hour and feel terrible and learn to hate exercise. That was certainly my takeaway. Right. Yeah. I hated exercise until maybe like at the end of uni. I was like, oh, it's actually fun when you're not pushed far beyond your limits to the point of vomiting <laughs> and you're allowed to choose when and how you do the activity and what you do. Yeah. It's also, it never is as reassuring that you're going to be uh, getting the best education when the sports teacher is also... The maths teacher? Yeah. Mm, yeah, that never sat comfortably. No, it's not like the maths teacher is ever 
I don't know, like the home ec teacher or something. It's like they're two <laughs> separate things. Well, you feel like the math teacher has, right, there's got to be like a totem pole, right? Yeah. Like I feel like math and chemistry teachers are up the top of smartest teachers in high school. Yeah, I'd agree. Like maybe felt- like, I guess maybe the language teachers to some degree. Well, no, I would say, oh, as in foreign languages. Yeah. Well, it depends. Is that their native language? I suppose they're speaking English though. So true. Yeah, as long as it's not... <laughs> I was like, sit down and learn a French. Chinese man speaking yeah. Chinese. <laughs> that, that then, as long as they know two distinct languages, <laughs> yeah, one of them is the one here. you speak. Then, uh, yeah, you, yeah, that probably takes some smarts. That is pretty good. They can be up there, and then I feel like slightly below them is like you know your high level kind of English and English literature teachers. Yeah, and then below that is like all the other kind of humanities subjects. And then you get down to... P's at the bottom. Yeah. Like, I feel like even art teachers, I would trust more to teach me maths. Well, it's because if... Like, because... Hear, hear me out. Yeah. I've just thought of this. I'll probably offend some PE teachers. But anyway, I don't care. I know we have Fucking hate PE teachers. We should have been nicer. Yeah. My boyfriend's a state athlete, so here well, we go. Maybe, he goes nothing. Maybe he can take some lessons to know what he should avoid becoming. Because to be an art teacher, I feel like you have to be okay at art one would presume right you don't have to be great at sport to be a PE teacher like when were you ever like no 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 you take the beep test oh, first well like <laughs> I would say most of my PE teachers were overweight right that's like they definitely could not do the beep test no like at least when you went to art the art teacher was like oh I painted this example for you and you're yeah. like all right that's not too bad like I definitely couldn't do that yeah here's some proof that I know art well no, I don't even think it was that it was just like I whipped this up so you know what the fuck you're doing yeah from my example here well, I'm sure they weren't <laughs> they weren't like I want to prove to children no, I can do art but by out of you know just out of the example it does prove their point Yes, yeah. exactly. No, they didn't set out to be like, I must <laughs> prove These myself kids to the have been children. doubting my skills. I can see they, uh, they don't see that I was nearly the next Picasso. Yeah. Anyway. <clears throat> I'll make a brilliant sculpture. That'll surely earn their respect <laughs> yeah, if, if I know anything about, about children. kids. <laughs> it's that I will do the most beautiful dance they've ever seen. <laughs> it will make their hearts sore and I will be one of them. Yeah, like all other teachers I feel like have to be good at the thing. Yeah, well, here's the. I guess here's the determining factor. Mm. If me and you just tomorrow were like, hey, Ben and Vicky, you have to teach a school class. Oh, yeah. If it was like the choice between, let's say, French and PE, which one would we pick? French. Well, okay, fuck. <laughs> just because you know French. <laughs> you know Chimals what I mean? Like, You've got it under your belt. You have to teach year 12 mathematics or right. PE. I think I still have such a fear of PA. I'd be like, fuck, I'll learn the maths tonight. But you don't, you don't, you don't have to do anything. Or you have but to... I just feel the fear. I'm like, no, fuck that. Children will look at me and know. Right, I'll well, do maybe, the math. Maybe you're a bad example. <laughs> no, I'll just study the maths tonight. It'll be fine. I don't want to, I don't know, we'll paint a math picture or something. I don't want to do PE. That's not math. <laughs> you don't uh, have to do PE. You just have to. But I feel like they'll know I'm a fraud. I'll be like, uh, it doesn't run matter. around the block. They still have to do what you say. <laughs> like a lot of PE, sorry, <clears throat> got a bit trill. A lot of PE is running. Yeah. Like a substantial amount. Like it's not the only sport in the world, nor the most fun. What, running's not, running's not even a sport though. <laughs> not really. Au contraire, but okay. Take well, I mean, that, like, Athletics Australia. <laughs> like I would say the 100 metre sprint or something right. is a sport. Yeah. 
but it's not like you can't just say run. Like I think <laughs> running it's a component of sports. Okay, like, right. You have to run on the football field. Okay. Do you think that's why there's so much running then? Because it makes up other sports. Yeah. I just feel like it's like almost like every other sport. Maybe not golf. You know, <laughs> golf. You're not doing running, but we didn't also play golf at school. That so. would have been fun. Uh, like swimming. Oh yeah, but it's still like physical activity. I feel like swimming again is more traumatic. Would you rather swim in a like? Okay, so you get to school. Yeah. And like, hey Ben, surprise! You've got a surprise PE class. Would you rather hear it's swimming or it's running? It depends. Like, is. You're prepubescent, Ben, like back in that mindset. Yeah, but do I have to go like the same distance? (laughs) (laughs) No, of course not. That would be impossible. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like if I have to go 100 meters in the pool or 100 meters running, I'd prefer running. Definitely. Yeah. It's so much easier. Don't be stupid. No, it's like, no, it's an hour's class on swimming or an hour's class on running. Probably swimming then. Really? Yeah. Okay. Because I feel like the pool is, again, a whole ordeal in itself. Oh, definitely. Like I've already stated before on the podcast that tumble turns, I think, were the most useless thing we ever learned I in still school. don't know how to do them. I mean, I've Much since... Much to my boyfriend's chagrin. <laughs> I've since, uh, well, I guess not forgotten entirely, but definitely lost my ability to do so. And it has not hindered me whatsoever. <laughs> no, I... Yeah, I, again, I wasn't so much thinking the tumble turns. I was more like my prepubescent self doesn't want to be in a skin tight leotard wet in front of my peers. It's just the outfit that uh, you're... Yeah, definitely a downside. I was thinking about this the other day, is that even in junior school, our um, our female P outfit was essentially just underwear. Yeah, that's what we used to run the cross country in in primary school. Bloomers, yeah. which is underwear. And the only place that I've seen... So, bloomers to Americans, sorry. Bloomers to Americans are kind of those like long, like knickerbockers, I'm thinking, aren't they? <laughs> now you're using words <laughs> that I don't know. I'm going to look this up. Are you just making this up, Vicky? Are you are having another concussion? What well, sounds like knickerbockers sounds like you something you would get in like the Old West. <laughs> so, so, bloomers... Do you mean knickers? No, they're different again. So bloomers, people, okay, think these kind of like, are kind of like fluffy big shorts in like modern parlance. Let me look up knickerbockers. Isn't there a song about knickerbockers? Knickerbockers. Mr. Knickerbocker. <laughs> I think that, that's what you're thinking of, right? I think this is concussion, <laughs> Vicky, I'm talking to. No, knickerbockers to. are real. They're like long kind of frilly pants. Those are just knickers. No, those are knickerbockers. Yeah, eat a dick. Are you using the scientific term? Eat a crunchy dick. Men or boys, baggy need trousers. Anyway. Those are knickerbockers. That's not what we're talking about. No, these are literally underwear that go over your underwear. In our case, where the school color is blue. So they were like... ours are green. Slightly larger underwear to go over your other underwear. The only... Like, I was thinking about this. The only place I've seen this outside of my junior school education Mm. is... Japanese cartoons. Yes, like, when their like skirt blows up. No, like when they do sports, oh, that's right. what they wear. And so I don't know, maybe it's still a thing in Japan or something. Well, I was listening to a podcast recently where, like, in school, in like up until like I want to say like the seventies, Americans in a lot of states would swim naked for PE. Why? They thought it was like more sanitary. Okay. Whereas I feel like the less layers between my butthole and the world, the less sanitary. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, want, you want things to be contained. Yeah. 
even <laughs> if it's just to the singular layer. Right. Yeah, I agree with you that one. I remember seeing a photo and looking back, it feels like there's no way this could have been true. Right. But it was one of those like, you know, sepia toned photos that looks like it's got to be from the 1950s. Sure. That shit was so wild back then that I still wouldn't put it past them for this to be the case. Yeah. Apparently, when the school first started, Mm -hmm. they would have regular uniform checks, which included stripping down to your underwear and making sure that you were wearing the right school underwear. Far out. Yeah. And like, I saw a photo of people in like various stages of undress in like this 50s looking... Far out. Yeah, dormitory. Well, not even, what do you call it? Like the, um, like the nurse's office type situation. And so I'm like, <laughs> it just really feels like that kind of thing, like maybe would have been isolated to the 1800s, but we're like not far enough away from that behavior to uh, like, it seems like no one's talking about this stuff right. if, if it no. happened. It needs to definitely, yeah, wow. If I had verification that this was actually going on, Every episode of the podcast would start with, hey, remember that time in our school that they used to check people's underwear? Underwear to make sure it was regulation. Yeah. Luckily, there wasn't a regulation for underwear in my school. Why? Just because you don't want to have to go through that humiliation? or I don't want to have, like, that's a bridge too far. Well, who can see it? The only way that you can see it is if you're having these kind of weird checks. Exactly. And why does it matter at that stage? But also, it's a bridge too far. I have rights. And I have the rights to individuality to choosing my underwear. Yeah, as a... Damn it. As, as, <laughs> That's why it's a bridge too far. Yeah. Well, I contend that a human's inalienable right is to choose its undergarments. I agree with you. As like a private school kid who had to wear a uniform for mm-hmm. the entire schooling. Me too. It is... The one aspect of uh, freedom, I guess, right. that you get to. Go. We didn't even wear off-color scarves. <laughs> I wore a pink scarf, and it was quite the furor. I can imagine. Mm-mm. Yeah, I just looked it up. In Chicago, boys had to swim naked because of the pool filtration system, and then women were like, "We want to swim as well," and they're like, "No, no, naked men only. No women wanted here." You would think that in those <laughs> in that era, guys were such pervs that they would have loved that kind of thing. All right. Yeah. Mm, who knows? <laughs> hey, um, have you ever seen a TV show called Street Sharks? Yeah. That, okay, go on. Well, you say that like you just discovered it. I did. Really? Yeah. This was like a uh, morning cartoon staple for my childhood. Yeah, it sounds fucking awesome. No, it sounds jawsome. <laughs> I guess we do have a fan here. Yeah, so my partner obviously being a 90s predominantly raised child Mm. i think he was raised in all of the 90s actually (laughs) not one of it was he required to parent himself um (laughs) i personally sat out 93 yeah (laughs) Yeah. well you started signing yourself out in like 98 so that's when you stopped being parented (laughs) you went rogue yeah it sounds like the best show ever i mean i i suspect it doesn't hold up but no, I was watching. I enjoyed it. I was watching this trailer for it because I'd never. Oh, the what do you call it on the trailer? The like lead-in. What do you call that? The intro. Intro. I was watching the intro for it, and it seems like someone made it up to make fun of toxic masculinity. Well, like it is literally every male stereotype you could think of. There's no women in the show. There's two women, in <laughs> fact. Well, one of them gets written out, and the other one's a female dog. 
I don't Those are the two female characters that ever appear in Street Sharks. Well, I don't know if there's even what you would call a male, like a man in the show. <laughs> yes, there is. Well, because they're all sharks. <laughs> no, there's also human men. Is there? Okay. The dad's in it. What, the, the street sharks have a male father? They're, yeah, do you not know the story of the street sharks? Well, I remember there was a bunch of sharks that were like <laughs> half shark, half man. Do you want to hear the song? Okay. <laughs> They're sharks, but they walk around on human legs. Yes, it's so weird. Yeah. And they can bite through steel and concrete. Yeah. And so... And they use expressions like jawsome. Yeah, I raised it to my boyfriend. I was like, "They're normal sharks. How do they bite through steel and concrete?" He's like, "Maybe in this world, steel and concrete are really soft." No, they're not normal <laughs> sharks. They're oh, street sorry. sharks, okay. Vicky. Now, this is all in the um, in the vein of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. So, like, obviously, Ninja Turtles got huge, and so every other company was like, "Well, fuck, we need our own version of that." Mm-hmm. And so we had things like biker mice from Mars. Yeah, he told me about. You'd never, what no. were you doing when it was like Saturday morning cartoons? I was running. <laughs> <laughs> In my bloomers. But were you just not watching these because these were like the guy shows? Well, I don't know because they sound awesome now. Because I, I used to watch like Dino Riders and stuff. Yeah. So okay. I feel like I don't know why I didn't watch these because they sound freaking awesome. Anyway, do you want to listen to the, uh, do you remember it? I mean, what they do is pretty simple as you'll you'll find out. Well, I guess this is also going to be one of those 90s cartoon theme songs that explains the whole show in the intro, right? Yeah. Some say they're just no good Half shark, half man Fighting evil, that's the plan Street sharks Street sharks Street sharks I think we got the gist of it. They bite and they fight. It's basically the itchy and the scratchy theme song, isn't it? Essentially. That's a pretty jazzy theme song. Right? It sounds so fun, that show. So they ride around on motorcycles. They're yeah. half shark, half I guess man. I forgot to mention that part. And they fight evil. It's so hyper-masculine. And there's no women in the show except for one woman and a dog. Yeah, that's all you need. <laughs> and she gets written out both. Probably for good reason, because no so girls are watching this. Intense. <laughs> yeah, it is interesting that they added the motorbikes and biker mice from Mars. That was also their thing. Right. I wonder if, you know, when they saw the first episode, they're like, shit, they, <laughs> they got there first. Well, in Street Sharks, do you remember there was like their whale friend? They had a killer whale friend? Yeah, but is Moby he not Lake? on the team? So there was like a great white shark. He was the yeah. main guy. There's yeah. a hammerhead shark. And then isn't there's like a whale. No, that was just like their friend. He's not on the team. Because he's not technically a shark. No, he's not a shark at all. Not even technically. What do you mean? The, come on, just because it's called street sharks, I didn't think they were that no, strict with the I rules. I think they are. They're all sharks. And so what? He just hangs around from time to time? Yeah. Well, anyway, there was an action figure of him. Yeah. Because his was like a tongue attack where he would like hit you with his big old tongue. Sure. But his action figure, my partner asked his mum for it when he was like five yeah and his mum was like ha 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 no it's gross <laughs> and so we looked it up and it basically like pokes this long like gene simmons like tongue out and when you play with the thing in the back it does like a circular motion yeah man the 90s <laughs> and my boyfriend was like yeah we like you know looked it up again when we were like 15 and like took on a whole new meaning <laughs> yeah probably for the best that we didn't get given that <laughs> that's right Anyway, I'm getting it for his uh, birthday. <laughs> the Street Sharks action figure. Yeah. Can you still track one down? Yeah, eBay. Okay. eBay, oh, baby. 
Are they like expensive? Like, is this a rare collectible now? No. Or people are just like, I got to get rid of this shit. People are like the nineties. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. I imagine people just find it in a, in a tub somewhere that they're like, and they're like, I don't want my children to see this. Get yeah. it out of there. But someone will give me 15 bucks for it. That's pretty much. Um, yeah, no intros for cartoons. I have to say have really uh, gone downhill or just TV mm. shows in general. Mm-hmm. Like you heard that street sharks intro. It's, you know, like kind of got a good, uh, I mean, it sums it up they rhythm fight. to it. Yeah. They and, and they detailed the whole plot in the intro. I mean, it's um, not a, it's not a hard plot. They fight, they bite. <laughs> <laughs> but nowadays it's like lost, you know, the intro is just like, <laughs> and that won an Emmy. <laughs> <Do you, laughs> so recently off air, <laughs> sorry, this reminds me of something that happened pre hitting my head. So I can't even blame it on that. Okay. Do you remember, Ben, we both tried to see, we did a competition to see who could do the lost theme closer with their mouth? No, this was on air (laughs) and it was the HBO intro. (laughs) That's right. It was for our 10th anniversary episode. That's right, I thought it was off air. No, I'll forgive you because you're obviously (laughs) taking a blow to the head recently. I thought that was off air. What a shame that that uh, will never truly die. (laughs) (laughs) No, I listened to that back and... You gave me a lot of shit. You're like, that's nowhere near close. <laughs> and I was definitely better than you. <laughs> if you haven't uh, heard that episode, there's a clip on our Facebook page. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, change tracks a little bit. Yep. From Cordial, which took up the first 50 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's important. And we didn't even get to the fact that my mum pronounces it Cordial. <laughs> uh, I guess that's a Canadian thing for anyone wondering. So... When you think of the world's best interviewers, Vicky, mm-hmm. you might be thinking of your Andrew Denton's. Mm-hmm. Your, I don't like him, so bad place to start, but okay. Well, I'm just thinking these are the people that do the hard-hitting celebrity interview. I feel like he tries to be more interesting than his interviewee, and that's not good. Okay. Well, maybe Gail King. Is she more up your alley? Yeah, I like Gail King. I say like Howard Stern's up there, James Lipton. These are the people that they're really getting to the hard I can't truths. think of... Who's that other one? The British one, who's not Michael Palin. It's the only name I can think of. Are you sure you're not thinking of James Lipton? No, it's definitely Michael. Michael Crichton. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, that's right. You might not have heard of it. <laughs> In between writing <laughs> novels, novels about <laughs> theme parks gone wild. Yeah, that's right. He was doing a rarely seen celebrity interview series. I'm going to look this up. It's a British interview. He's really fat. He's like been doing it for years. I think he's retired. Parkinson, you idiot. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. These, these are the names that come to your mind. Well, they don't, as it turns out. Well, they, they come to some people's minds eventually. <laughs> <laughs> I want that to be said in a speech about me. <laughs> when you think comedy, <laughs> here are some of the names that might come to mind. <laughs> you know? Jerry Lee Lewis, uh, Jerry Seinfeld, Seinfeld. all the Jerry's really. (laughs) A lot of Jerry's. But eventually, one name might finally come (laughs) to mind. Vicky Smith. (laughs) With help. Yeah. (laughs) If I was to say Vicky and comedy, it would help. (laughs) And you'd probably get it then. And even then, you might need to say Smith also. Anyway, here she is. But I want to add one more name to that list. Sure. Nicki Minaj. Great. Yeah. So she's back I'll on... I'll let her in. The end. Away, Seaboat. Sure. Uh, <laughs> efficient. Good. 
Uh, she's back on Queen Radio. Yep. Her uh, radio show where, well, I don't really know what she does. She <laughs> kind of just rants about people. Because I made the controversial opinion because my boyfriend and I are very boring. We had a conversation about who we thought was the greatest interviewer of all time because I don't like Andrew Denton. Yeah, why did, what have you got against Andrew Denton? Yeah. You just the whole, he tries to seem more interesting thing. Yeah. I'm like, you're here to make me interested in them, not to tell stories. Shut up, Andrew Denton. But maybe the guest wasn't very good and he needed to up the Well, episode. then he should be a better interviewer. Here you go. I think the best interviewer of all time, yeah. David Attenborough. <laughs> Who does he interview? Nature. That's not an interview. <laughs> and therein lies the five-hour argument we had. Well, I hope you lost that one. <laughs> anyway, switch to my other podcast. <laughs> You'll hear me and my boyfriend arguing about that. Uh, he's a documentarian and a I great one. I stand by it. He's definitely not an interviewer. I think he interviews nature. Who did he say was the best interviewer ever? I can't remember what he said. I was too preoccupied with my own rage. Yeah, that's right. Mm. Uh, no, I was interviewing nature. I was busy. <laughs> sure. He's the best interviewer ever, interviews nature. If interviewing in its essence is making your subject matter shine and speak its truth, David Edinburgh, best interviewer of all time. Uh, I'd like to hear a uh, sloth's truth then. <laughs> I'm sleepy. That has never been said by a sloth. <laughs> it's strongly implied by watching his actions. Thank you. And who helps you interpret what it might be trying to say? Many people. But who does the best job? I mean, he does a voiceover. If... And isn't it great? Yes, but Does it's it not help you understand sloths? Yeah. Isn't that the essence of interviewing? Making the other person shine? Not necessarily. What about, like, again, we go back to Gail King, the R. Kelly interview. Yeah, okay, making the other person speak their truth. Yeah, but the sloths don't speak, nor do any of the animals. (laughs) And he's not even going out there with a video camera and filming. He's just, like, in the studio at the end of the day (laughs) saying, like, here's the script that you got me to. I think that he is out there. Well, sometimes he's out there, but, I mean, there's a lot of people making, like, Planet Earth Anyway, happen. I stick by it. Also, Gail King, good. Don't, I I'm, like Gail King. I'm, I'm just saying, like, if don't don't let that be the hill you're going to die on. I'm dying on this hill. Okay. But Nancy, not Nancy King, um, Gail King can be on the hill with me. That's a better response. But not, I'm dying on it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> she will do a great interview. Not as good as David Attenborough, but great. All right. So no one ever said they had to interview people. I'm going to make that part of the stipulation. <laughs> okay. It's a very one-sided interview otherwise. So I got confused because Nancy King is um, an Australian brand, like a clothing label. And how's their interview skills? I mean, if you say interviewing is accentuating the figure <laughs> God, of a no, woman. I don't. <laughs> then great. Oh, fucking hell. Nicki Minaj is back on Queen Radio. Right. And uh, whenever that happens, there's usually some gold in it. Basically, she's got a style all of her own. Mm. And I you really know who think. Can really bring that out? <laughs> <laughs> no, and I don't care. Okay. Obviously, we're quite familiar with a lot of these interview tactics that mm-hmm. the uh, supposed greats are using. Yeah. They're getting down to the hard-hitting questions and, you know, making you cry and really be introspective. Yeah. Uh, Nikki takes a much different tactic. And so All right, I'm listening. I feel like this could be the future of journalism if this podcast takes off the way that we want it to be. Mm. This is the kind of thing that I think we have to get ready for. All right. So I've basically taken her 
questions from her interview with uh, Black China on her most recent podcast okay. or you know, radio show. Yeah, I'm down for it. And I think we can just go through them and answer them just in preparation for, you know, if wherever in Nikki's presence or... I mean... If other people start using these... Goals. Similar, uh, you know, interview styles. techniques. Yeah. So, you ready? I'm ready. Here's question number one. Uh, how are you, darling? I'm pretty good, Nikki. Are you, how are you feeling? Oh, I'm, I didn't know I was here at the interview. No, no, we're both just... We just got to... Oh, yeah. right. We just got an interview with Nikki. I yeah. mean, oh, yeah, no. So excited to be here. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe I'm talking to you. I love you, how Nikki. How are you feeling lately? I'm feeling pretty good. Concussed. Okay. Had a car accident, yeah. Okay. Uh, brain trauma, not great. What's going on in your life? I mean... I feel like I covered it. Yeah. I haven't got much else. I haven't, I've been off work. It's been <laughs> quiet. Ben? Yeah, no, I, I, the same. I just got back from uh, Brisbane, so there was that. You might notice that uh, Nikki's... One of Nikki's uh, techniques is just to repeat the same question mm. in almost identical phrasing. I feel um, like it gets more out of you. Oh, I guess that's what she's going for. Okay, no, so is any is everybody getting um a lot of pussy this weekend? None. No. You? No, no definitely uh, not. Sorry. Loving you spell unbroken <laughs> if you listen to the last podcast. Sorry to disappoint, Nikki. Um, well, do you think sex is better with a threesome or with just two people? Oh, like this one with you. Oh, I mean... Uh, I'm just, uh, I don't have a lot of experience. No, I was going to say, limited, uh, yeah, limited uh, pool to draw yeah, from here. But I mean, two's always worked pretty well for me. I feel like, Ben, what I want to say is start slow, mm-hmm. you know, start low, go slow. Why push for three when two isn't a problem? It's a good philosophy. <laughs> so let me ask you this. Do you think people I do. Oh. think... Do you think people would like to see me and you have sex? <laughs> I like that one because it feels like you can really watch her head explode in real time. Yeah. Uh, I think so. Yeah, I think they would. <laughs> I mean, it's Nicki Minaj. Like, surely- I feel you're the draw card there, Nicki. Yeah. I don't feel like I'm the one that's bringing the crowd. I'm not going to lie. No. But yeah, I mean, it's two girls. You're Nicki Minaj. A lot of people would be into pretty much you and anyone. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, I think that's the real answer. But I'm also a girl, which I think is a higher draw. Card. That's a bit more of an allure. That's true. Did you ever, did you ever like me? Always. In that way? Oh. In that way, Vicky. Uh, no. Oh, that's disappointing. Sorry. <laughs> you? Ben? I mean, maybe a little bit. Mm-hmm. If me and you, do you think me and you would have been the baddest lesbian couple of all time? Yes or no? Yes, absolutely. It would be amazing. I mean, I feel like me and Nikki would be hard to be the baddest lesbian couple, but maybe we can work towards it. You could change. Have you? When's the last time your feelings was hurt? When's the last time your heart was broken? So now she's getting deep. Two questions. First one or second one? Well, I feel like it's kind of one in the same. No, my heart gets broken seldom. Feelings hurt essentially every day. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, my boyfriend called me a dum dum today. Hit too close to home. It's too real. <laughs> I knew I am a dum dum. Uh, yeah. If I could have just uh, laughed it off, you know. For the pains, <laughs> seared. Yeah. So, who you got beef with right now? Oh. Is that the end? Yeah. That's oh, just, I don't get to answer. That's, no, no, that's just for added effect. That oh. that emphasizes how hard hitting a question it is when oh. you got the uh, when you got the uh, bomb going off just after it. 
I don't think I have beef with anyone. You? No, I don't think so. I've either. been laying pretty low after this car accident. I'm essentially just in my house. You don't have if beef. anything, my life is you as a two-year-old, Ben. <laughs> sure. <laughs> if anything, you should have beef with the guy that was uh, you know, causing the car accident. Yeah, I don't remember him and I didn't take his details. So, so I guess that helps him get off the hook. Yeah. And I must say, first of all, let me just take a minute to say this because I feel like I have to be the one to say this to you. You are an amazing businesswoman. Thanks. You are intelligent. You are, I don't want to use the word calculated, but calculated in a good way. You know, you should know that because people make, they might say a lot of shit about you, but you are a great businesswoman. So have you ever masturbated and thought about me? I definitely have with you. I can honestly say I haven't. (laughs) I didn't know that's where you were going with it. No, well, that's the genius of Nikki's interviewing technique. She butters you up with a lot right. of compliments. I was like, thanks, yeah, no, you're right, I've worked really hard. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like, here's about 20 seconds of uh, complimenting your business acumen. Mm. And then, bam, with the, right, uh, to the left, left hook. hook. Yeah. Uh, so, you're masturbating to me, yeah. and uh, it's No one else is doing this, Vicky. This is a unorthodox <laughs> style. So, we got to be prepared to stay on top of it. I'm going to let you go because... I don't want to take too long. I have other things to do and other people to interview. I'm going to go and... <laughs> no, I'm just fine. Why did she whisper it? She was so out and proud the last time. Yeah, I know. She's weirdly... Um, Coy. Yeah. Like, even during that same interview, during the three-way question, mm. she's like, do you guys do three ways? I don't. I'm a good girl. And it keeps... This is, seems to be like a recurring <laughs> tactic. Like when we went to see her live at the yeah. show, she basically said the same thing to the crowd. Yes, it's exactly the same thing. And she's like, who he likes three ways? And a lot of the crowd was like, woo. And she's like, I don't. I'm a good girl. Yeah. But like. But like, is there some. Does she have a beef with someone who keeps saying she's doing three ways? Well, her name's Nicki Minaj. <laughs> yeah, I know. Also that. like, It's like. Like, if you're into three ways, great. If you're not, whatever. Well, it can't be but like Ben sex with three people who's like, I'm strictly, I'm actually a monk. At, at, at every <laughs> opportunity. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to go change my name to Ben Orgy. Yeah. And then when people bring up the fact, like, oh, oh you no, must I'm like actually orgies. I'm celibate. I act all shocked. They're like, what? Why would you say that? Yeah. I actually am a celibate monk. It's, it's very annoying. Do you think Sophie Monk has the same problem? They asked the her, reverse way. Yeah, tell me about your time at the monastery, <laughs> Sophie. You definitely wouldn't be into this three way. If I was uh, Sophie Monk, I would just spend some time in Tibet, just so I would have a response to that question. Right. You're always prepared. But uh, no, I think we passed the test. Uh, Nikki's. Uh, she's impressed with us. I mean, she's well, gone I think we to got through the number one with a bullet, yeah. like of best interviewers. I would say so. Also, we talked about, last time we talked about Nicki Minaj, her beef with Travis Scott mm-hmm. over him getting the number one album uh, in the country, like knocking her off Billboard, or I guess like preventing her album from being right. number one yeah. the same week. She did give like an update on that oh, controversy. Yeah? Basically, the uh, the manager who came up with that scheme to sell Travis Scott's merch alongside albums mm-hmm. to basically kind of artificially inflate his sales... That's now her manager. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so she gave him, I think she called it like cocksucker of the week award or something on the her show. Her manager. 
no, like Travis Scott's manager, the guy. Uh, that's at, what I'm saying, the manager. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess her, yeah, new manager. Yeah. She went on a radio show and just shit talked him for the whole episode, basically. And then flash forward a few months <laughs> later, it's like, now Roll you're. tape. Yeah. So uh, he seemed he seemed cool with it. But it, it kind of just is like, well, I wonder, like, did he go up to her and say, like, I can make you millions of dollars. Yeah, too? basically. I can use the same technique and we'll get you number one next time. Right. Or is it just like Hollywood bullshit? And it's like, well, it was all a big facade anyway. We'll just- <laughs> I need a beef of the week. Yeah, exactly. I didn't it'll, have one. It'll get some attention. Hopefully I'll sell a few more records. Well, I mean, she did have a beef with Stormy, the child. Yeah, well, then maybe Nikki should have a kid so she can sell some more uh, tour passes. I don't hate it. <laughs> I think that brings us to the end of another episode. Thanks, everyone, for listening. You can email me, ben, at insaneramblings.net. You can email cordial recipes to... I mean, it's pretty simple. I don't need recipes yeah. <laughs> now that I've said that. Basically, cordial and water. Thanks. I uh, guess you could uh, emphasize the ratio. Yeah, sure. Send me your favorite cordial ratio, vicky at insaneramblings.net. <laughs> Podcast at insaneramblings.net will find us also. Facebook.com slash insane ramblings. Um, we'll bring you to our Facebook page where you can interact with us. There's little clips um, you can share with your friends as well as some behind the scenes stuff. And jump on uh, iTunes where you can rate, review, and subscribe. So every new episode is automatically downloaded without even having to think about it. Away, sea boat. And yet we persist um, for some reason. <laughs> Something's gone weird with your eye. No, what's, uh, what's it doing? Intermittently, you seem to be blinking with just one eye, but it's to, coming off quite winky. I'm trying to do some Morse code. <laughs> yeah, I forgot that this wasn't being a video yeah. recorded. No, you've winked at me like three times, but it was like so obviously by accident. I was like, is he okay? <laughs> <laughs> That's just a little added benefit. If for, uh, <laughs> you know, it's like it was at my second birthday. Wink, no, wink. It was the other eye, so okay. you really aren't aware of it. Mm, I, I don't know. Um, I'm overly aware. But yeah. It's in ramblings.